Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. My name is Matthew, and thank you for being here for another episode of Beyond the Lines. It's the show where we get an opposition supporter's view when it comes to previewing Newcastle's next game. And this Sunday, half past four, London is calling for Newcastle for the second time in three away games as Newcastle travel to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to take on Spurs. And to help me preview this one, I am joined by a podcaster, a last word on Spurs, uh, a Tottenham fan. He's a fanatic. He supports Tottenham. That's why he's here. It's Ricky, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? All right. Hey there, mate. Not bad. I'm not sure about fanatic and Tottenham in the same sentence the way it's been going the last few years, but I'll let you have that <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll obviously get on the game. That's why that's why we're, we're here. But I'll, I'll, before we, well, we do speak about the game, we'll speak about Spurs in general. Um, yep. Fifth in the table, three points off fourth. Granted, Arsenal do have a game in hand. But, I mean, I'm not going to try and go over all ground for you being a massive Spurs fan. But, but despite being in the top six, Spurs have had especially this calendar year, a, a mixed bag. And if you could just indulge me for a second, Ricky, just to give people an idea who haven't been taking notice of Spurs, they, they got beat at home to Southampton and Wolves back-to-back, so that's a low. Then yeah. the following week, they beat Man City away 3-2 in a very good performance. That's a high. Then four days later, they got beat at Turf Moor 1-0, relegation threatened Burnley. That's a low. But then they went to Leeds and won 4-0. That's a high. But then they were knocked out by Middlesbrough of the Championship in the following weekend to the FA Cup. That's a low. And then went to beat Everton 5-0. That's a high. Then Cristiano Ronaldo scored a hat-trick and caused a 3-2 defeat at Old Trafford. That's a low. And then you come off the back of two impressive wins against Brighton and West Ham. That's a high. Just let me know what you're feeling right now. And does that mean that Newcastle are going to win at the weekend, signifying another low? That's the best way to put it, Matty Job. <laughs> I've actually laughed and joked about the win-loss, win-loss win-loss cycle but when it's went out like that it's even more quite embarrassing yeah I couldn't believe when I was looking at the day, I just, I, even like just like the, the Middlesbrough defeat plunked in there it was, yeah. it was just crazy what, what I think is even more weird is when you think Spurs have won I think four out of their last five five out of their last seven which is quite unbelievable when you read that sequence just the way yeah, the yeah. competitions have fallen 
I think just Spurs, again, it's been a season of uh, that word transition, obviously, changing the manager uh, a couple of months in. And Nuno, that quite frankly, just was out of his depth for obviously Conte, who is, again, I think we all know he's a class manager. But only when it comes down to Spurs, and I know you had the, a similar situation with your board, it's whether they're going to back the manager and give him the tools that he needs to succeed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, Spurs are in that quandary right now where they've almost somehow stumbled upon again a world-class manager. Uh, it's incredible to think they've had Pochettino, Mourinho, Jose, uh, well, say Jose, well, Mourinho, Pochettino and Conte in the space of five years. And so yeah. one, you think, but that is Tottenham. I mean, we are the, uh, along with yourselves, we're probably the serial underachievers in the Premier League, to be honest with you. So, something that's got to give eventually. Um, you'd like to think that Conte's there because there's a genuine relief. He's going to get backed. But it's difficult to know, in reality, if that's going to happen. Because I feel Spurs have got themselves a win-now manager and Tottenham as a club aren't ready to win now. So something That's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, something's going to have to change over the summer, really, if Spurs are going to be successful under Conte. Because Conte's not coming to Tottenham to finish fourth. Conte's coming to Tottenham because he generally feels that he can compete to win a league. And that's what worries me. Because I think with Tottenham, our board, our philosophy, our structure is almost, you know, we're happy to try and finish fourth. And I think if we go on a cup run, brilliant. But I think for the club, their ambition is to be in the top four. And that's all. And I worry that Conte isn't that same minded. I think he wants to actually win the Premier League. And try and go in the further stages of the Champions League. And I'm not sure if a club we're ready if we're ready for that, if I'm being honest with you. So again, I think the summer's gonna be once again for Spurs fans, again another um eye opener. Will they back the manager? Will they give him exactly what he wants? Will remain to be seen. But yeah, I mean this is a massive game for Spurs at the weekend, which I'm sure we're gonna come on to because um if Spurs are gonna have any chance of persuading Conte to stay, you have to feel that Champions League will be a big, big decider in that for his future. I mean, you're speaking about Conte there. Let's move on to the man himself. Uh, obviously, a good appointment. You know, any any club appointing Antonio Conte, his track record speaks for itself. But, I mean, it's already been like a sort of condensed version of what he does over a, a couple of seasons at the club. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he had an instant effect, but he had some decent results. But it's been up and down. And I'm more like commenting towards, Ricky, the, the comments after that Burnley game. I know it was quite a while ago now, but, when he sort of said something along the lines of maybe I'm not as good as people think I am, something like that. Where's that effect? Was that was that right? Yeah, I think Spurs have broken him in what four months. <laughs> then, uh, well, they've broken other managers. To be fair, I mean, I thought I think the poor bloke was feeling what we've been feeling as fans for years that there's just this lack of a winning mentality within the club, and only questioning himself whether he can get that over the line. And I just don't know whether this current board, I think it. Like any club, and I think, you, Matty, you listen, you had owners there that you didn't agree with over the course of, you know, mm-hmm. a period of time, Mike Ashley. And I think the problem, as you know, is that it comes from the top. If from the top, there's not the direction, ambition to win, that filters downwards. And unfortunately, I think at Tottenham, there's been too much focus on building the stadium, building the training ground, you know, building a squad that's good enough young-wise and then trying to maybe look to profit on players as they get older. And you can't run a sustainable business like that and expect to win on the pitch. You know, you can do well on the uh, in the accounts and in the finances, but it doesn't actually get you trophies. So, I mean, Spurs fans to have one trophy in the last 20 years is just, I mean, this is a Tottenham side that when I was growing up, you know, we was a cup team. We, we can't really call ourselves a cup team because we haven't won a cup to justify that. So, 
whilst the club have listened in the last five to seven years have got in the Champions League on a fairly consistent basis down to Pochettino, I think there's still a lot of work to be done at Tottenham to really establish themselves as a top four club. They've got a top four manager. They've got some top four players. But a top four stadium and a top four... Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top four stadium, top four training ground. But where they are at the moment, it's not enough. Not enough for Spurs to get into, I believe, you know, the higher echelons of the Premier League. So... I think we all want Conte to stay. We're just all going to pray and hope he's backed over the summer. Have you have you seen a difference in the the style of play and the way you've been going about matches under Conte? Well, I think the problem is, mate. I mean, under Nuno, we didn't have a shot on target uh, over the course of quite a few games. So, if I've been honest with you, I think it yeah. was to a I'm point. I'm used to it, mate. That's 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 the Newcastle. Yeah, I think, if, I think if had anyone come in, it would have been an improvement. But I mean, listen, Conte. I think we can definitely see patterns of play, and there's definitely listen. I mean, the players are committed and hungry and willing to fight for him. I think we saw in the space of Nuno going out to Conte coming in the first couple of games that the players went from running the least in the Premier League to the most. Mm-hmm. So on that basis alone, um, you would feel that, listen, under Conte, there's definitely been an improvement. I mean, we had some really weird results. You read some of them there. I mean, losing that home to the likes of Southampton and Wolves. I mean, again, managers culpable as well in that. You know, you can't just uh, put it all into the players. You know, manager selects the team. I think, again, he's had a very limited squad to work with. But, yeah, I mean, collectively, I'll be honest with you, I think when you look at Spurs, I still think we're quite a number of players away from a top four finish. It'd be amazing if we got top four because I just think it's due to the erratic nature of United this season that mm-hmm. have allowed a spot to become available there. So it's when the Spurs can not really go on a run now. And I think the worst thing you can say to a Spurs fan now is there's nine cup finals to go because uh, Spurs <laughs> don't win you don't do very well in those, or even yeah. get to those. Yeah, I'm, that's not a dig, by the way. No, no, uh, it's but, like, but but like you said, I mean, games of getting through, going through games with zero shots on target. That was something we became used to, especially under the previous manager. I'm yeah. not uh, certainly not the state of play now, um, yeah. but I'll end up eulogising about Eddie Howe a bit too much if I go down that path. But let's speak about the players a little bit. I'm going to probably ask you a question that is as stale as fifty-year-old crisps, if that's even a thing. Um, Harry Kane, um, obviously massive player for you guys. Is he ever going to leave Spurs? I think at the moment, I mean, Kane's got, after this season, what, two years left on his deal. I mean, suddenly the power shift towards Kane than it does to Tottenham. Because, I mean, essentially in the summer where, previous summer, obviously Spurs were in a bit more of a power position, having three years on his deal. They had the, they were holding the chips, you know, as those mm-hmm. years count down, Spurs' power and control over the player gets less and less. So, I mean, again, really, um, oh, I think it's with a Conte stays as well. I think Conte is massively linked to Kane's future. You know, mm-hmm. I think the club have shown that they've made some really poor appointments in the last, well, the, certainly the last manager before Conte was really, really poor. I think if you said to him, you know, he said Mourinho, he really liked working with Pochettino, who he adored. So, I think ultimately we've got to match Kane's ambition. And Kane's ambition is to win titles, win cups, and that, I think, is down to backing Conte. So, I'd love to sit here and say uh, that he's going to finish his career in Matty, but honestly, I'm not too sure. It really depends on what Spurs' decisions are on the pitch. If Spurs want to be a big club and want to win trophies and back the manager, then there's every chance Kane will finish his career here. I think, again, the indication we'll know is in the summer, won't it really be? If Conte's here, then I would imagine Kane will hopefully you know, continue and he'll hopefully sign a new contract with the club. Um, if Conte isn't here, I can't imagine Kane will want to stay. Yeah. But lots of big decisions about it. That's a very difficult one because of where Spurs are right now and where the manager's future's at. 
I mean, I'm just looking. I'm just uh, trying to do two things at once and look at Harry Kane's statistics. Uh, 178 Premier League goals. Um, as a Spurs fan, you've watched him week in, week out. Uh, you're on a Newcastle podcast. Uh, do you think injuries allowing he could break the big man's record, big Al's record? Could he break Shearer's record? I, I think it will. I think it's inevitable. It's not if, it's when. And it's, Alan's record is incredible. Uh, but Kane... It's funny because I see so many comments about Kane from rival fans, and I don't think people realise just how good Harry Kane is. You know, no, he, 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 I know what you mean. Sorry to cut you off there, mate, yeah. but I, I really do know what you mean. Because I've seen people yeah. sort of, I mean, especially I think the world, the, the, the World Cup, the Euros, sort of epitomised that. Um, yeah. I, I appreciate. I was probably throwing some shade as well because sometimes yeah. he, was, he went looking for the ball. He came deep, similar yeah. to what he does at Spurs, but. He comes alive in the best Absolutely. of some situations, and you think, how's he finished that? Or he just finds yeah. that yard. And you know, mate, it's also his passing range is quite phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. And that's not doing enough credit as well. I think Kane is almost the complete player centre forward. I just think, you know, he can do a job wherever he is. You know, defensively from corners, he's great. Um, build up play, he's superb. Finishing wise, it's funny because, uh, as you know, he didn't score at all in August, had a really poor start to the season. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying, I don't think Kane even is going to finish in the top 10. If I think if you look at where he is now, you know, Kane can still finish in the top four or five goal scorers this season. Yeah. And that's very mind he missed most of August, didn't play because of his situation surrounding the football club where he didn't train. And um, I think, again, his goal ratio recently has been brilliant. I think, again, was it seven in the last 10 games, Kane? So, yeah. listen, he's a great striker. Um, there's no doubt Harry Kane... You don't lose that class. I mean, even when at the start of the season when all that was going on, I mean, he refocused, which isn't easy because it's the champions that have come calling. It's an opportunity to go and win a league with Guardiola completing the Champions League with you to winning it. So, yeah, I mean, for me, Kane is class. If we can have a few more players at Harry Kane, Spurs would be in a different conversation altogether. Yeah, definitely. Well, he is hoping for that big move abroad <laughs> as, a, as a massive Alan Shearer fan. Um, I mean, I look up, it's... we're can't really compare the two. I know people like to say greatest strikers of all time, but at the end of the day, at the end of Harry Kane's career, he's going to be certainly in that conversation, whether he breaks the record or not. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But look, before we move on to the game, the last question I guess I'll ask you is what's your, your hopes for the rest of the season? Of course, it's Champions League football, but I mean, are you, are you confident that you can push that till the final day? Really good question. I, I think, you know, when you look at the running, Arsenal have probably got the toughest out of the uh, the top four candidates. So, I, I'm confident with Spurs, the fixtures they've got. I mean, they're all probably by Liverpool away. They're all winnable. So, Conte came into the job going unbeaten in his first nine Premier League games. And Spurs are going to need probably majority of those to win if they stand a chance at top four. So, yeah, I'm confident Spurs will take it to the final day. I just feel... They've given themselves a lot of work to do because of results like you read out earlier. The Southampton, the Wolves at home. I mean, really, if you're going to finish in the top four, those are, got the, those are the games you've got to win. Yeah, I mean, it must be frustrating, like you say, look back at them. Especially, I mean, I took very vested interest in that Burnley game, of course, because we're, we're down there. <clears throat> we were down there with Burnley. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that we're, we're safe yet by no means, but at that time it was a bit tighter. Um, yeah, Burnley, you know, your Wolves and Southampton at home. I mean, it sort of rings a little bit of the, that's not a drag up, bad memories, Ricky, but I mean, that, that Leicester title winning season where, you know, yeah. if you just won them, you know, a handful of games, you might have just tipped them to it. So, so I mean, Spurs, that, I mean, Matty, we saw Chelsea, I think they, they won 15, 16 games in a row to stop us. So even when Spurs have been up there contesting for a title, <laughs> there's always been 
something that's unfortunately stopped us from progressing. But listen, we can't play that victim line. I think, you know, you control your own destiny at the end of the day. And Spurs, for whatever course the line, haven't got over the line. And I think with Conte, that's why Champions League football will be so imperative for the club. It'll give them some real foundation going into the summer. Mm-hmm. And they can actually build on what they're trying to do there, which Conte, listen, I think whatever, 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 what anyone thinks about the end result with Conte, he does win along the way. Um, but I mean, lots of people said that about Mourinho. And look what happened. Yeah. So again, I, I'm pretty much, as you can probably tell, feet on the ground, been there, seen it far too many times, Matty, to get carried away. Yeah, fair play, fair play. It's being realistic, not pessimistic, as I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think you've got to be realistic as a Spurs fan. There yeah. is some of us still realistic, not getting carried away. You do get the obviously odd one or two, which I'm sure you've come across in your time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, well, it's been sort of beaten out of us for the last five, ten years. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, now, certainly, 100%, there's these people who uh, have uh, very dreams of, of, of things happening uh, a bit sooner than the will, if, the, if they are going to happen. You know, Absolutely, they're getting a bit yeah. ahead of themselves. Yeah. You know, you're going to have that and, and, and power to them. There's nothing wrong with a bit of optimism, but, you know, yeah. measure it with a bit of realism. Um, so the weekend's game, you know, are you, from the outside looking in, Ricky, you after United, what, what, have you, what have you made of them? I mean, obviously, we've been on this ridiculous run since January. Eddie House came in. He's not just, you know, bought some players and then threw them mm-hmm. into the squad. He's, he's changed players such as Joe Linton, Joe Willis, yeah. John Joe Shelby, Fabian Scher. And he's got us keeping a few clean sheets, scoring goals. Obviously, we're coming off the back of two 1-0 defeats to Chelsea, which we were robbed in, and a bad second half of performance against Everton. But these things happen. Um, hopefully, we'll still be in decent form when it comes Sunday. But how confident are you? Do you I appreciate it's probably still a game you need to look at getting points from if you're going to get what you want from this season. But personally, how, how do you feel going into the fixture? Yeah, I mean, first I've got to say, I really like Eddie Howe. Um, mm. I'll be honest here, I really turned my nose up when he was put forward to manage Spurs on a number of occasions. But I think, just think for Newcastle, has been the perfect fit. I think yeah. just looking from the outside, I can just the fans just seem to really love him. He seems to love the fans. Is that real connection there. And then speaking as a fan, that was, I mean, I was born, not to give away my age too much, I was born kind of at the back end of the 89 and early 90s. So um, for me, yeah, Newcastle, yeah, I mean, Newcastle have always been a big club to me. They've got big fan, you know, great supporter base. And I, as a fan, I mean, again, I take a little bit of a softer side when I see supporters like yourselves that travel all around the country supporting that team, giving everything, and a ball that just didn't really ever care. Mm-hmm. So to see Newcastle doing well, taking out in terms of you know the organisation being funded it or whatever you think yeah, about. Yeah. That, um, I'm actually really pleased to see Newcastle in a place where the fans are so happy and, yeah, I mean, they're loving their football club because it's been too long where that place was soulless there at that stadium. So, yeah, I mean, again, don't wish me any luck for Sunday, but I do, listen, I, I really am enjoying seeing Newcastle back where they belong for me as a club that should be in that top 10, top six, and no doubt, I think, Judging by all accounts, Matty, you'll probably win it before us, no doubt. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, I, people, people who watch this know that I'm the biggest one, the biggest. Pe- I'm the pessimist, most pessimistic mm. Newcastle supporter probably yeah. on earth. But you know, I just take. I'm taking each step as a come for me. Yeah. It's no guarantee that we're staying up. Still, I'm mm. not saying we're definitely going down. I'm not saying yeah. we're still in the shit. It's very much in our hands. We only mm. need about four or five more points probably, yeah. and we'll be okay. Um, but I just want to take that once that, that, that monkey's off our backs and we're staying up, then we'll look to the summer. But I think what you're saying, Ricky, yeah, I mean, forget about the ownership for now. They're definitely questions that are, you know, within the rights to be asked 100%. Yeah. 
Uh, but from a purely footballing point of view, it's just we're just after a club that's trying to be better. Yeah, you can't doubt since, since listen, like you just said, they're taking the organisation out, what's funding it. I mean, when you look at what Eddie Howe's built there, the signings that he's made, the players that have built into what he's trying to do. I mean, mm-hmm. again, you know, it could have been very easy for Newcastle to go out and splash 70, 80 million on a lot of players that might have looked great in FIFA. But yeah. what you've actually got is a lot of hard-working players there that will give everything for that club. And I think that's probably been the best way to go. Yes, obviously, there's been a couple of poor results. Uh, is it back-to-back defeats? But, I mean, as a whole, yeah, I mean, listen, Eddie Howe's done a great job there. I, would, I do believe Newcastle will be safe, purely on the basis that um, that squad's got real belief in it. They go mm. to the end of games, and I think that is what will serve you well, hopefully not for Spurs, but for the remaining eight, nine games you've got to come. I think Newcastle are just too strong now as a club. And I know I'm, don't want to put the mockers on it, but when you look at the other teams in the in the battle for relegation, yeah. Everton look like they're in free fall. Burnley, I know they've got games in hand, but they're going to give themselves a massive job. Norwich, to me, look already down. So I think, yeah, I think Newcastle are in a, are in a, are in a situation where getting safe this season and giving Eddie Howe tools in the summer, you know, again, a chance to build foundations there and see where it takes you. So, yeah, I mean, listen, lovely bloke. Um, good, honest, hard-working squad that he's built there. But Spurs need to win on Sunday. They have to win. So, I mean, again, I, I, do, you, do you see us, you causing us trouble? I mean, again, I appreciate, you know, mm. we're up at opposite ends of the table, so you would fully yeah. expect Spurs to give us it's trouble. Spurs are such an odd team, Matty. You know, you've seen this season, I referenced it earlier, Southampton Wolves, games that you'd expect Spurs to win, they haven't. Uh, Newcastle, Spurs are on a run now where they've got themselves a really settled side. Bentacles come in, Kulisevsky's come in, they've done really, really well. Kane is on form, as we've seen. Obviously, Spurs have got a couple of injury problems. We'll have to wait and see what's happening with Skip, who's been out long-term. It'd be great to have him back, but I think that's probably going to be game too early for him. Ben Davis has come back. Um, I think more on precaution than anything else with a slight tightness, of the, uh, I think, of the thigh. So, yeah, I mean, listen, confidently, I believe your prediction, I'll, I'll say 2-1 Spurs. It won't be an easy game. Newcastle will be way up for this. I mean, every time I've seen Newcastle, they didn't play great against Everton. Newcastle stayed in games, that, and that's what yeah. is going to be difficult for Spurs. I think, you know... They're not going to blow them away. Newcastle will be compact. They'll look to hit Spurs maybe on the counter-attack. Or they maybe have the have the possession and maybe frustrate Spurs. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go 2-1 Spurs. It won't be an easy game, though, at all. Newcastle are a good side, good manager, and the fan base will make a lot of noise. I'm sure they will. Well, hopefully, if you're going to put the mockers on one thing, it's you saying that we're not going to get blown away. Because <laughs> that's one thing that I think has been great under Eddie Howe is, is you know, we haven't been hammered barring Leicester away 4-0, but... Since our run, if we get if we do concede or we don't look well, yeah, we conceded one nil away at West Ham, one nil away at, at Southampton, and we didn't end up losing either game. And that's something that's been lacking in our our squad and our our team ethic for a long time. So yeah, I mean two one, I can see why you're going for that. I mean personally, I would definitely take a score draw, I'd take a nil nil. I just take a point now. Um, I certainly think that you you can cause us issues, but I think it will actually be a really good game of football. I probably won't be taking it in as a good game of football because I'll be tearing my hair out either way because um, I'll just be on, on the edge of my seat. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think it could be a good one. I mean, it all depends what our game plan is, really. Um, I mean, we went to Chelsea, we played three at the back. That was more enforced because of, of injuries. Um, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. Do you um, see any sort of weakness in this Spurs side that Newcastle might exploit? Fullback-wise, I mean, listen, it's, it's not our strongest area. I think, you know, Emerson, well, it, dep- it depends what he's going to do with the fullbacks. I mean, Sergio Regulon, <sighs> Emerson Royale, they've got options there. Matt Doherty, 
Rice as young is still out. So um, I think that's one area they can definitely exploit Spurs. I think, weirdly, I'd say defensively-wise, centrally, we're quite strong now. Ben Davis has really came in and made that left side of centre-back place his own now alongside Romero and Dyer. But I think that's one area Newcastle can exploit is the full-backs. We haven't got great full-backs in there. It'll be Conte. It'll be on his list, Conte, for the summer if he is here to try and address that as soon as possible. So we shall see. We shall see. We shall, certainly shall. I'm not sure if St. Maximin will be starting, but if he is, maybe... Maybe, you know, what you've just I really hope he isn't starting because I think that, <laughs> that, guy just scares, that guy scares me. So, well, it depends what St. Maximum you get, mate. He is a fantastic player, probably one of the biggest mavericks, but most dynamic players yeah. that I've seen in a black and white shirt. Yeah, you're just, sure you do, you? you're just not sure what he's going to do, are you? You're just not sure what he's going to do. Exactly. So, he's yeah, really inconsistent, but on his day, he's, he's one yeah. of the best. So, we shall see. But, um, Ricky, we wish you the best for the rest of the season, apart from Sunday. I'm sure the same sort of sentiments are reflected, as you've said earlier on. But thanks for coming on, mate. Pleasure, no problem at all. And likewise, Matty, listen, look forward to hopefully catch up with you next season as a Premier League team. I'm not to put mockers on it, I've got no doubt you'll be there. Great manager, uh, really good set of players that will be improved upon in the summer and a great fan base. That's all I can right. say. I am. Um, I was, I'm about to say something weird to say on webcam because I've just said yeah. I'm going to touch wood. I'm going to touch wood because of <laughs> what you've just said. But that can be taken either way. But we'll, we'll do move on now. We're going to end this thing um, on that note. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for watching this video. Um, if you haven't yet, please like the video. Leave a comment below what your thoughts are for Sunday's game. And please subscribe to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.